You're listening to Audio Theater in a Darker Shade. This is DarkerProjects.com. Now our feature presentation. Computer, access file 7 beta 4. File found. Accessing. What are you doing, Magnus? The time for us to act is almost at hand. However, I felt it would be wise to observe how Regent convinced Mac to take on this task of his. I'm not certain that is wise. Regent almost destroyed you when you got too close to what he was doing before. The moment Mac rose into power and came out into the open, Regent faded into nothing. The threat he posed is now long past. Regent is gone? Yes. He's been gone for over a year now. Interesting. That will be of great help. What do you mean? What? Oh, nothing, brother. I see the file you have accessed is ready. Would you mind if I watched it with you? Not at all. Computer, begin playback. Space, the final battleground. For many years, Starfleet has tried to maintain peace within the United Federation of Planets. But that alliance has become strained by numerous forces of opposition. The threat of Armageddon now lurks in every shadow. These are desperate times. We are the desperate measure.
I'm sorry, sir. He barged right in here. The founder is regenerating in the guest room you have provided us, but she insisted that I attend this meeting of yours. It's all right, James. Why don't you both have a seat? Now then, Bishop, you want to explain why we need to rescue Mac and not warn the Federation about what's going on here first? And how would we do that anyway? With all those weird powers Mac has now, I doubt he's going to let us just waltz up and drag him home. The Imperium's Emperor is not the one we'll be trying to save, Judah. It's Mac we need to save. Okay. You're really losing me here, Bishop. Let me explain it, then. Tell me, do any of you recognize this ship? That's the Novacron ship we discovered two years ago. Now, according to the reports you, Judah, and Mac wrote, Mac fell through a door shortly after you all came on board. I remember that. I tried to get the door open after he fell, but couldn't. You wouldn't have been able to. It takes someone with a Novacron DNA to open it. It's key to the genetic makeup. Yeah, but it didn't matter anyway. Mac turned up a few seconds later. He said he found some sort of door on the other side that led to the ship's control room. That wasn't Mac. Mac never left that room. He's been in there ever since. What? You mean he's there? Right now? Yes. Then what came back with Judah and Korg? What was serving as my first officer all that time? A kind of superweapon called the Great Destroyer. The Great Destroyer? I've heard that name used before. Someone want to explain to me what this Great Destroyer is? You remember our chat while we were in that cell on the Imperium ship last year, don't you, Tom? Well, no. No, I don't. I mean, I remember being held captive on the ship, but my memories are kind of foggy from just before the crash. Well, I'm sure Commander Locke remembers it well enough. I... I don't know what you're talking about. You're a horrible liar, Mr. Locke. That's a bad trait for a spy. Mr. Locke, if you know something about this, I suggest you tell me now. I'm sorry. I can't. Can't? Section 31 ordered me not to. I'm sorry. I, I can't say anything. Fortunately, I'm under no such restrictions. The Destroyer was the ultimate doomsday weapon. There was a war a very long time ago between two races that were almost like gods in their own rights. One of the sides created the Great Destroyer, basically to wipe out their enemy. But something went wrong. The Destroyer went out of control. Not only did it wipe out the enemy, it killed those that created it. Then it started destroying all life in the galaxy. It took many races united together to bring it back under control. Then they imprisoned it on that ship in a special room that was designed to contain it. As long as it was in there, it could do no harm. And that's where it was kept ever since. Until this Mac fellow fell into that room and freed it. Exactly. But why does the Destroyer look like Mac? Mac is its template. As long as Mac is in the room, the Destroyer is able to base its appearance, its thoughts, and its actions on what Mac would do. So, what has happened to Mac? Nothing. He's asleep in suspended animation. He has no idea what has been going on since he fell into that room. Fascinating. We must rescue him. We must free him at once. I agree, but there's a problem. Once Mac comes out of the room, the Destroyer will no longer have a template to base its existence on. It'll return to its base nature. Which is a chaos-driven destructive force with no guiding principle. So if we free Mac, the Destroyer goes mad and starts living up to its name again. Thus you see the problem. But I think I may have found a way to deal with it. 
but it won't be easy. Why didn't you tell us this before, Locke? Why have you kept this quiet? <sighs> because Section 31 has been working on a means to control the Destroyer. <laughs> That's what I love about humanity. The greatest powers in the universe shake in fear at the mere mention of the Destroyer. Some have been in hiding since it was freed. Even the Q are afraid to face it. But somehow, not only does the human race think they'll be able to find a means to stop it, they'll also control it. You have got to love their ego. Oh, indeed. That's one of their more charming traits. If we succeed in gaining control over the Destroyer, it will give the Federation a definite edge over the other powers in the galaxy. Even the Borg wouldn't be able to stand against us. And all the while, Mac remains locked away in limbo. We wouldn't leave him there forever. Once we found a way to control the Destroyer, we would free Mac. In the meantime, however, it's better he stay where he is. Look, maybe it was the trauma of losing my arm that day, but I really don't remember Bishop telling us anything like this. If you don't tell him, Mr. Locke, I will. Tell me? Tell me what? What's he talking about, Commander? I do what I'm ordered to do, Tom. I'm sorry, it wasn't personal. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> Don't you see? Your beloved Section 31 felt information on the Destroyer was on a need-to-know basis. They felt you didn't need to know, so they dealt with the problem. What did they do to me? While you were in the hospital being fitted with your new prosthetic arm, a doctor sympathetic to Section 31 erased those memory engrams from your brain. That's why everything seems so foggy from before the crash. Why? What gives you the right to go... Poking around in my brain! Section 31 gives me the right, Mr. Bacchus. You're still new to this game. Section 31 doesn't yet know where your full loyalties lie. That's why they did it. But they decided to leave yours intact. Because they know I can be trusted. So why didn't you tell me anything about this, Mr. Locke? Because I was ordered not to. And also for the same reason they wiped Tom's memory. You were one of our best agents once, Delana. But after the crash, you got soft. Section 31 has questioned whether or not you're still useful to us. So why did you drag me back into all of this? Because I thought you were the perfect person to pull off this mission. But considering some of the choices you've made since your return, I think I might have been wrong. Meaning what? Meaning you're weak, Delana. Weak and pathetic. You bring changelings Vorta and Jem'Hadar onto the ship and offer to help them. You place trust in our very mortal enemies. Those who would destroy our way of life if given the chance. I should have left you in Maine and let you rot there. You're not the agent you used to be. But obviously you are. Yes, I am, Vorta. I do what has to be done even if I don't like it. Because I know if I fail, it means the Federation is at risk. The Federation is more important than you or me or anyone else on this ship. And it's more important than wasting our time trying to save Mac. You're wrong, Locke. If I've learned anything in my time with Section 31, it's that the ends do not justify the means. Section 31 has to stand for something. We do what we do for the greater good. And how do it matters. We're saving Mac. I don't think so. Captain, your actions have left me no choice but to relieve you of command of this ship. Mr. Reckla, take her and the others to the brig. Uh, sorry, sir. I don't think I can do that. What? Oh. Sorry, I meant to tell you. Mr. Reckla came and told me about the friendly little chat you and he had a few days ago. I don't think you can count on him and security to support your mutiny. You betrayed me to her? She is my commanding officer. If anyone did any betraying around here, it was you, sir. This isn't over, Delana. Not by a long shot. Section 31 will see to it that you pay for this. 
Yes, that's what I'm afraid of. But I'll worry about that later. There's still something I don't understand, Bishop. Such as? Why was the destroyer on my ship for as long as it was? I mean, if it was such a powerful being, why did it pose as my first officer as long as it did? At that point, the destroyer thought it was Mac. When it was first freed, it was overwhelmed with all of Mac's thoughts and his memories. Not only was Mac serving as its template, he was also serving as all of its life experiences, if you understand what I mean. It wouldn't be until later that it remembered what it truly was. What brought his memories back, then? The destruction of the Tremere and Regent. I'm the only one who can save the galaxy? <laughs> oh, please. I see your true memories have still not returned. I had hoped the explosion might have jump-started everything. Yeah, well, we don't always get what we want now, do we? I was hoping to avoid this, but I see I have little choice. Ah! My head! What have you done to me? I take it you remember who you are now. Yes. Yes, I do. This is so... odd. For so long, I have been living... living as a mortal being. But I'm not, am I? No, you're not. You are the greatest weapon ever devised. You are the destroyer. Yes. Yes, I remember. But this is quite different. It was the one flaw in your being. Before, you never had cognitive thought. No reference of being. You were just a siege engine designed to wreak havoc amongst the stars. But I am aware of my existence now. How is this possible? It is something of my doing. The essence of Tequila Mac is being channeled into you. Technically, you are Tequila Mac. Only I'm not, am I? I only have his memories, his appearance. I am far more than this vessel. True, but it is those memories that have allowed you to become self-aware. You are a god by any other name, instead of a simple weapon. I was never a simple weapon. But why have you done this? What is it you want from me? I want you to carry on the task I began, to succeed where I have failed. Explain what you mean. There is a threat coming. One which only you will be able to deal with. A threat? What sort of threat? I think it would be easier if I simply showed you. Unable to proceed with playback. Playback ends. Computer, what is wrong with the file? File is corrupted from that point forward. Access no longer viable. Can you fix the corruption? Negative. File corruption irreparable. That is most odd. I've never heard of one of our files ever becoming corrupted before. Perhaps it is something Regent has done to keep us from seeing what he was doing. Perhaps. Well, all the same, it is obvious what happened. Whatever Regent showed the Destroyer, it must have convinced him to take up Regent's cause. Indeed. Upon the Destroyer's return, 
he assumed the position that Regent had set up for him as the Emperor of the Imperium. Their god, in fact. Have you heard from Bishop at all? Yes, he is in position. We must be prepared to act when the time comes. If we fail, it will mean the end of everything we have known. Okay, so what do we do now? How do we save Mac? The ship he's trapped on is still in the Alpha Quadrant in orbit above the Genie's homeworld. I have an ally on board who will lower its defenses when the time is right. Someone allied with you? Who's that? That's a difficult story in itself for another time. So, that's where we have to go then. We make a slip jump into the system under cloak and we board the ship. That's only part of the problem. We need to make a full-scale attack on the system at the same time. A sort of distraction while we save Mac. Section 31 does not have that many ships. And I doubt we'd be able to get Starfleet to go along with the idea. Starfleet would sit around and debate the matter for months before they did anything. I wasn't thinking about Section 31 or Starfleet. Why are you staring at me? I don't know, Korg. Why don't you tell me why I'm staring at you? You expect me to commit Klingon forces to this plan of yours? It's the best idea I can come up with. At the moment, the majority of the Imperium forces are here in the Gamma Quadrant. A swift attack will take everything in the Genie home system off guard, and the Klingons are the only one I can think of who could pull something like that off. You ask a great deal of me, Bishop. I don't know, Chancellor. I think the Klingon people would do just about anything you'd ask of them. Chancellor? What's he talking about, Korg? So, you know of that? I know the Council offered it to you after Martok died. And I know why the Klingons look upon you as one of their greatest leaders. I just don't know why you're so reluctant in taking the assignment, so to speak. Korg, without you, there's no chance we'll be able to stop the Imperium. If we're ever to stand a chance of ending this once and for all, it has to be here and now. I have no desire to be the leader of the Klingon people. Korg, we need you to- The answer is no. I have heard enough of this. Well, I believe that could have gone better. What about the Dominion fleet? Could they help us? You saw what was left of our fleet when you arrived in this system, Captain. At best, we have maybe a dozen vessels scattered across Dominion space. And no means to call upon them. So, without Korg, we really have no chance at all, do we? I'm afraid so, Tom. Without Korg, we're all dead. You have been listening to Star Trek, The Section 31 Files, a god by any other name, written by Eric Busby. Featured in the cast were Kara Dennison as Delona, Mark Kalita as Mac, Carl Puder as Korg, Ellie Hirschman as Tom Backus, Judah Fries as Judah, Seth Adam Shear as Rekla, Chris Snyder as Commander Locke, Ben Harmer as Magnus, David Alt as Kurian and Kayun, Eric Busby as Bishop, Tom Davis as Regent, and Miriam Snyder as the Computer. The story was directed and produced by Eric Busby. Post-production work by Eric Busby. This is Ben Odd, Darker Projects, production.
No attempt has been made to infringe or supersede any other existing copyright in relation to Star Trek, which remains the property of Paramount Pictures.